This podcast is part of the Podbelly Network. Please visit podbelly.com to see a complete listing of all of our other shows. It's about to be a fun ride. Follow along, watch as we slide. Paranormal just hit the lights. Goosebumps all through the night. Mixing just a little bit of twain. That girl sure can't do a thing. Together, hillbillies go insane. Laugh so hard it'll hurt your brain. Podcast you won't ever change. These two here, they got the recipe. Sat on back and listen in to some of our darkest mysteries, eh? Welcome to Hillbilly Horror Stories. And now here's your host. Jerry and Tracy Pauly, and their dog Ninja. Hey guys, welcome to episode 191 of Hillbilly Horror Stories. I'm Jerry. And I'm Tracy. Wow, what a week it's been already. Yeah. (laughs) What year is it? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, first of all, as usual, we want to thank all of our military and civil servants all over the world, no matter which country you represent. Thank you guys. Cows, service animals, nurses, doctors, ambulance drivers. God bless you all for having to go through all this stuff. Yeah, you guys are in the forefront right now. And, and even though we always include all civil servants, which includes you, you get a special shout out for the upcoming weeks because you're basically putting yourself in harm's way every single day just to do your job. Yes, and we appreciate you guys so much. And I know you guys are so exhausted. You have to be. We are lifting you all up in prayer, and we'll be thinking about you, and we'll try to do our part and stay in yep. to get rid of this crap. Yeah, we're definitely trying to keep ourselves at home. I mean, we're, you know, they, they, I want to make sure that people understand one thing. You'll hear this phrase thrown around a lot, you know, that, hey, people who are healthy, that this thing isn't as big of a deal to you. It's for people with underlying problems. But I want to make sure people understand that underlying problems can be overweight. Mm-hmm. That's an underlying problem. Asthma. Asthma, diabetes, almost anything, any any medical condition you could have can be an underlying problem. You know, it doesn't have to be somebody who's, you know, got heart problems or, I mean, it literally, or COPD, it literally can be something as little as just being overweight. Mm-hmm. So just keep that in mind that, that. That's most of this country has something that can be defined as an underlying problem. Yeah, I have like four out of five of those. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. But all joking aside, you guys, please take care. And, you know, this does help you get closer to your family and enjoy your loved ones. And just try not to take, I mean, take anything for granted. I mean, when you're here, you have to realize what all you cannot do and... I think it's a good time for us all to be closer anyway. Yeah, Kristen and I recorded uh, for an upcoming episode, and we were talking about that. Who knows? This could actually be a, you know, the bright side to all this uh, is maybe families come together a little closer than what they were. Maybe people start cooking at home a little more and, and having family sit down dinners, which has kind of went away. Maybe they put the social media and the phones and stuff down for a little bit. Maybe start playing some board games or something. I mean, I'm, no one thing. It sure saves you a heck of a lot of money. No gas money. No going yeah. to the store if you don't have to or eating out. But we don't want to harp on it too much because I know you all are sick of hearing about it. But we just want you guys to know that we love you all. Everybody's in our prayers. You're our family. And just love one another and take care of each other. Obviously, that's a a perfect lead-in 
for the other thing we always talk about is if you're going through a rough time and some people are just guys girls check on your friends and neighbors during this time if you know they were already struggling with parts of life this could be a really extra special tough time for them Mm -hmm. Uh, people who weren't having a tough time this could be an extra hard time for them just you have a phone use it that's right you have social media use it for good not just looking at memes that's true reach it reach out to people so and i did want to say that we had a listener um go into our group and and say they needed some help the other day and we saw it but it was already after the fact. Unfortunately, we can't see all those things as soon as they come out just because we're, we're you know, sometimes those things get buried in 4,500 people in a group. But I saw it after the fact. And by the time we I had seen it, I think it was the next day, there had already been over 45 people reach oh, out to this yeah. individual. You guys are amazing. People posting their phone numbers saying, call me. I mean, it was, it just made me feel so happy mm-hmm. that you guys look out for each other like that. And on top of that, um, I had another listener write me and actually say that they reached out and now this person is a new friend to them and mm-hmm. it made made this listener feel so good that they were able to help. That's what it's about. That's that is what this is all about. It's about helping somebody and feeling good because you know you helped a fellow human. Absolutely. So. Keep up the good work, y'all. And if Share you, that love. If you if you want to talk to somebody and you would rather keep it a little more private and talk to a professional. You can call the Suicide Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. And if you're more of a texter, 741-741. Feel free to reach out to us, reach out to the group, reach out to friends and family members, but reach out to someone like that person did that we just talked about. Amen, brother. So we've been really stuck together for three days. You still love me? (laughs) Even more than ever. Aw, I love you, honey bunny. (laughs) I do. Thank you for cooking all these delicious meals, too. Luckily, none of the recipes involved toilet paper, so oh, I did actually have something to that. cook. So, yay. <laughs> so, what's our story about tonight, baby doll? This week's story, and and to be honest with you, I don't know why we haven't done this one sooner, because I have looked this up probably five different times over the three and a half years we've been doing this show, and I always found a reason not to do it, and I have no clue why. It's just like... That's so weird. Maybe it just wasn't getting no, you at the time or no, something. No, here's the situation. And and I can't think of the other one. The, there's another place that sounds a lot like this one. Mm-hmm. And that place really isn't as interesting. I think it's a little more fake. I think, and the guy, they were condemning the place. They were tearing it down. And so I think I kept getting it mixed up with that place. Oh. So every time I saw the name and would start to look up, I'm like, oh, no, that's that place. Well, and then for some reason, this time I looked a little deeper and I'm like, oh, that is not this place. Uh-huh. And I can't remember the name of the other place now. So well, there you go. Anyways, actually, so the story we're going to be doing tonight is Wolf Creek Inn. I think the other place was called Wolf Creek Manor or something like it, but it was it had wolf in it. I think it's anyway. Can we stay at Wolf Creek Inn? I don't remember ever staying at a Wolf Creek Inn. Oh, I'm thinking of. What? Up in Ohio. Oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's definitely... What is the name of that place? Um, it's Wolf something. Wolf Creek Lodge. Yeah, Wolf Creek Lodge. Wolf Creek Lodge. Yeah, this, that's, a, that's definitely not this place. Okay. This place is in Oregon, so... Oh. As I said, this takes us out to the great state of Oregon, and this is a location that most of the major ghost hunting shows have actually been to. It is Wolf Creek End, as I mentioned before. It's the oldest continually operated hotel in the Pacific Northwest. 
So it's been there a while. There's a awesome sign out front. Sign wasn't always there, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But the sign says Wolf Creek Tavern Tasty Cuisine. Tasty Cuisine. <laughs> that that sign was actually erected in 1925. But it's my understanding that the food is still great today because I looked up some of the uh, Google reviews. Oh, you did? Yep. What kind of food they have, I wonder? I don't know what they've got now. They were uh, made famous back in the day about chicken dinners. Oh, yeah. But, well, you'd love that. Oh, I doubt. I've never. Never not loved a never chicken not dinner. Never loved a chicken dinner. All right. So let's talk some history. Wolf Creek Inn was built in 1883. In the, and I'm going to try to get this right. I reached out to Raymond Garcia, who lives out in the mm-hmm. Pacific Northwest. The Siskiyou Mountains. It's right along the historic Applegate Trail. It was originally called the Wolf Creek Tavern, and that's what the sign out front says. There was at one point a smaller lodge that was there in this area that was built in the 1850s called the Six-Bit House. In 1883, Henry Smith stepped in. And he said, you know what? I think I can do a little better than this. I think we're missing out on some opportunities. And he turned this place into a first-class hotel. Now, Henry was a very successful entrepreneur way before he even bought the property and built the hotel. He was a merchant pioneer and a very successful farmer who focused on orchards. The place that was there offered lodging to weary travelers on the Applegate Trail. Henry saw this as a financial ability to make it, like as we said, a gold mine, so he built a 16-bedroom hotel along the Oregon stagecoach line. This is where most people stayed during their traveling of a 16-grueling-day road trip from Portland, Oregon to San Francisco, California. Gosh, can you even imagine? <laughs> on, on a stagecoach. Oh, all that dust flying up in your face. Cold, hot. Hot, yeah. Now, what made this hotel... Bumpy. <laughs> what made this I like that you just threw bumpy in like after we already started the new sentence <laughs> what made this hotel unique is at the time they had separate men and women's parlors they had a large dining room that same dining room you can eat at today oh but it was cool that they had separate you know parlors mm-hmm. and stuff for the men and the women a lot of places in the early 1800s or late 1800s didn't have that the rooms did not have private bathrooms but, hey, you did get your own little uh, pitcher of water in a bowl. Well, you know, you can wash yourself like that. That's not what it was for. Oh, was it for your coochie? <laughs> we'll get into it. But wait, if a guest wanted a little extra privacy, they could just go out the back door and there was a deluxe outhouse. <laughs> What's a deluxe outhouse? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it had a picture hanging up. What, it had two <laughs> rolls of toilet paper on there? <laughs> That would that would be a luxury today. It sure so. would. <laughs> My outhouse wasn't deluxe at all. It was scary when I used to be little. That's what we had at our house. How far away was it from the house? It was a pretty good distance, actually. And it was really scary to go in the nighttime. And we were lived down on the creek, which there's like nobody there. So, yeah. Well, this one was extra scary to go to as well. And we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. The hotel also had its share of local traffic, though, from the area miners and stagecoach travel who were traveling from Rosenboro and Redding before the Oregon-California Railroad was completed in 1887. The railroad brought even more people with its stop at Wolf Creek. Now, one 
of Henry Smith's orchards that we talked about earlier that includes apples and pear trees is actually on the property still today. And you can just look north of the dining room and you can see them. Very cool. I wonder if they use, I bet they use some of those in the food they cook. Oh, I bet. Had to find some without no worms, I'm sure. <laughs> like I yak like that all apples and pears just have worms. Some so they do. they just use them, you know. Well, I'm sure some do. Not Probably not the majority. True. I wonder what kind of what kind of worms are those? Damn, Nitch. <laughs> Can that we kind? do a show? <laughs> In 1922, the Pacific Coast Highway came through Wolf Creek. This increased the need for a bigger place. So in 1925, the owners then of the Wolf Creek, which was John and Dinky Dougal. How fun is that? Made, Dinky Doodle. <laughs> made some improvements. Love it. I said improvements. <laughs> I was thinking Dougal. <laughs> they added a southern wing using the exact same classical revival style architecture as the original, so it all matched up. The new southern wing had not only more guest rooms, but it also had a larger kitchen to accommodate the higher amount of meals that would be needed from this point on. Good for them. To make the place even more attractive, they added a semi-circular driveway, made it easier to get in and out of. <gasps> Cul-de-sac? Not really a cul-de-sac, but a oh. semi-circular driveway. Okay. <laughs> Close. They also added eye-catching gateway signs on arches. And this is what we was talking about earlier. That's the signs that are out there now. That That's why, oh, it's, that's really that's nice. why it still says the tavern and all that, because this yeah. was actually put there in 1925 when they did the renovations. Nice. So let me paint a picture so you'll know what I'm talking about. You've all seen like dude ranches mm-hmm. and stuff like that where they'll have the post on on either side and then the top of each post, there's an arched piece of wood that goes from one post all the way over to the other that you yeah, walk under. right. That's the kind of signs they are. Well, that's cool though. So you've got the, you know, the um, arch sign on the top says the tavern and then a, there's like a hanging sign underneath of it or something like that that says the about the awesome food and all that stuff. So it's pretty cool. The Dougals, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, became known for their awesome chicken dinners and their warm hospitality. The way it should be. But chickens and the other fixings weren't the only things being put in the oven around there. What? They also Please tell me biscuits. They also started a family there. So they were putting oh, buns in the oven. Gotcha. <laughs> and when I say they were, you know, Doing it at the hotel. They literally were starting a family at the hotel. Dinky gave birth to their daughter, Jane, in the Mary Pickford room. So they didn't believe in leaving the hotel for nothing. It really was a one-stop shop. Yeah. In case you wonder, Wolf Creek got its name for the number of wolves that were in the area. So when I said that a lot of people chose not to go to the outhouse... Oh, because of wolves? It was because of wolves. I said wolves. I know. Sorry. I mean wolves. (laughs) But that's why a lot of people didn't choose to use the outhouse. What they do? They couldn't hold it till daytime, could they? (laughs) They pee the bed? No. Remember that pitcher and that bowl? (gasps) They pooped in the bowl? (laughs) That's what it was for. (laughs) Oh, that's gross. It was their own private bathroom. Well, I mean, I guess you got to do that, so... You know, Jane came back to Wolf Creek years later, and this was after it was being run by the Oregon State Parks Department. And 
she was now an elderly woman. She told some of the stories from her time growing up there. And she was talking about that, how many wolves would actually come to their yard. And she said that her mom was such a good cook that the smell of the cooking, a lot of times, would bring even more wolves there. Why not? I mean, I guess they figured they were going to get a snack or something like that. The Dougals sold the property in 1935. So from the 1920s to 1975, lots of actors, actresses, and and famous people, such as some presidents, came to get like a, but mainly the actors and actresses, they would come to get like a little weekend break from Hollywood. Actors and actresses such as Clark Gable, Carol Lombard, Mary Pickford, Anthony Hopkins, and Orson Welles have all stayed at the hotel. John Wayne stayed there when he was filming Rooster Cogburn in 1973. Mm -hmm. Which was the sequel to True Grit. Did mm-hmm. you know that? So he played Rooster Cogburn in True Grit. The cast of Gunsmoke stayed here on many times because they would shoot at a town called Golden that was about three miles away from Wolf Creek. So the whole staff would stay there at the hotel. Fester too? I would imagine Fester too. He might have took a little longer to get there with his limp and all. <laughs> well, it sounds like a cool place. Now, I know it's the later in years, surely they put bathrooms in there right yeah there's bathrooms. <laughs> okay <laughs> you know some people like to keep it authentic so right like, hey, we use the outhouse you're gonna use the outhouse. yeah because some of the places we talked about out in like tombstone and stuff uh maybe it wouldn't tombstone it but out virginia city i think mm-hmm. it was they've kept some of the places pretty much yeah you know hardly any electricity and all that stuff by 1975 the inn needed lots of renovations way more than the owners at the time could afford So that's when they sold it to the state of Oregon. Oregon State Historical Preservation Office used a federal grant to come in and renovate the place. And over the next four years, Wolf Creek was restored to how it looked in the 1920s. Ooh, that's awesome. I'm glad they did that. All right, enough history. Let's talk some paranormal. Okay. It's what brings in the money. Brings in the money. One of the hauntings is from a famous author that we didn't mention earlier when we were talking about all the celebrities and stuff who stayed there. That author was Jack London, most notable for such books as White Fang, Call of the Wild, and To Build a Fire. And uh, what's what's the movie that's out now? Is it is it um, Call of the Wild that's out now? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jack London's pretty famous. I remember reading To Build a Fire, and uh, all those three books are similar. Mm-hmm. Um, the Build a Fire wasn't a novel; it was like a short story. But I can remember reading all these Jack London books when I was in school. I read all three of them, and I get all of them mixed up. Mixed up. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. know which is which. But I remember one time, I think it was to build a fire, where he had his husky with him, and he ended up having to cut the dog open. He had to kill the dog and cut it open and put his hands inside to keep from getting his hands frostbite. bit. But it might be one of the other two Ooh, stories. that's but I like think that one movie. With Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Where he reclined inside that- the horse. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, that was one of those Jack London books that, that was in, and then, and it might even been the same one where he was talking about it was so cold he was like up in Antarctica, not or, or no that cold, but Alaska, I think is where it was. But he was talking about where he would could spit and it would be frozen, frozen ice before there. it hit the ground. Oh my gosh! So. Well, that's pretty dang cold. Anyways, enough about Jack London. Well, not really. We're going to talk more about him, but enough about his writing. He loved to stay at Wolf Creek Tavern, as it was known back in the day. He stayed there many times. In fact, he spent a whole summer here with his wife when he was finishing his book, Valley of the Moon. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about that book. Mm-mm. Maybe he cut the moon open and stuck his hands in that one. I don't know. I it's that. made out of cheese. You don't know. Mm-mm. 
The room that he stayed in has been preserved just as it was when he stayed there in the early 1900s. No way. They have not done a thing to it. Well, they made it exactly. You know, I mean, I guess they probably updated it to the point to where. To just where it was like when yeah, he stayed. That is But it's is just awesome. like it was. Jack London died in 1916, but several people say that he still comes from time to time and visits. Good. Good for him. He's been seen mainly in the room that bears his name. That is the Jack London room. Pretty cool. I'm sure that Jack London is probably honored that they named a room after him. People have also said that they think they hear his voice in the same room. Really? I don't know how they know exactly what his voice I wouldn't know what Jack London's voice sounded like. No, me neither. All right, my favorite story is the one of One-Eyed Charlie. I wonder if all those wolves came around today if they're still as bad. I don't know. I just wondered. I have no idea. I'm sorry. Go by, by One-Eyed Charlie. One-Eyed Charlie. And oh, does Charlie have a surprise for you. Why, the one-eyed thing is pretty surprising. (laughs) One-eyed Charlie was a stagecoach driver who is believed to have died here on the premises. But I'm going to tell you that's not true. Okay. But that's what people think. Okay. But we'll get into it a little bit later, but I know for a fact that's not true. Okay, let me rephrase that. He didn't die at the Wolf Creek Tavern. Okay, let's just tell the story, why don't you? (laughs) <laughs> that's part of the story it's my lead up <laughs> if i'd have just told you about them peeing in a bowl earlier it wouldn't have been as excited as unless until i saved it at the end no that's very true right. and gross one-eyed charlie parkhurst was one of the toughest and most famous of all the stagecoach drivers making the run from oregon to california and back again charlie had a rough reputation he drove his team hard he spat his tobacco juice harder <laughs> and cursed like sam clemens Back-to-back stories with uh, mm-hmm. Sam Clemens in it. He only missed work the day after his payday when he was too hungover to drive. Well, let's see. You know, at least he was thinking it through. He didn't put other people in danger. <laughs> in 1868, Charlie registered to vote so that he could vote for Ulysses S. Grant. One-eyed Charlie died at the age of 67. Remember that we mentioned that Charlie had a surprise. And I'm going to tell you that surprise right after this quick break from our sponsor. Hey guys, I have struggled with erectile dysfunction and I have found the answer that helps me. You know what though, it's a pretty common problem. A lot of men face this, but they don't like to talk about it. This time though, I want you to think long and hard about it. That's what she said. Tracy, did you know that 40% of all men by the age of 40 struggle from not being able to get and maintain an erection? Well, duh. Guys, there are well-known generic equivalents out there to name brand prescriptions that can help you combat this problem. Stop worrying about multiple in-office doctor visits. There's no painful injections, nothing like that. It works. I love it. It's getting everything out of it that I could possibly hope I could get out of it now. And uh, little happy is happy again, which makes big me happy. (laughs) (laughs) So look, we want everybody to be as happy as little me and big me. Try HIMS today by starting out with a free online visit. Go to forhims.com slash horror that's f-o-r-h-i-m-s dot com slash horror for com slash horror prescription products are subject to a doctor approval and they require an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate go to the website for full details and safety information this could cost hundreds if you went in person to a doctor's office or a pharmacy not for you though so go ahead for com slash horror, and you're going to get 
a free online consultation. And Mama be happy. The mortician that had the duty of taking care of Charlie's body found out that secret. You see, Charlie was actually Charlotte. (gasps) Charlotte was an orphan girl. She escaped from the orphanage when she was little. And she started dressing and acting like a man so she could get into the stagecoach business because that was reserved for men only. It was believed that she was the first woman to ever vote in the United States. Because you got to remember, women weren't given the right to vote in the Bill of Rights until 1920. Charlotte voted in 1868 under the pretense that they thought she was a man. Are you saying the one-eyed was her willy? No, she only had one eye. Oh. (laughs) That was because she was like Dick Vitale. She only had one eye. She was what? She only had one eye. She was like Dick Vitale. Oh, oh, sorry. Well, good for her. You go, sister. Several think that her ghost haunts the Wolf Creek Inn. Others aren't so sure, though, because she died in 1879, which was four years before Wolf Creek was even built. Oh, so why would she be there? But, as we discussed earlier, there was another place there on the premises Mm -hmm. from 30 years earlier, so she could have still died on the land. Yeah, and and So that theoretically could could be her. I'd like to saw the look on that mortician's face. <laughs> yeah. Uh seemed to be missing something. Yeah. Uh so her ghost has been seen walking around the main floor of the hotel. There have also been several EVPs captured on the premises. In two thousand and twelve, Madonna Merked, which is a paranormal investigator, she captured several EVPs. One of them said yes. Had like three S's on it. Like, yes. (laughs) That was an answer to one of the questions she had asked, and she got that astounding yes. And it was really clear. On another time, she said, I am at the Wolf Creek Inn. And the EVP said, yes, you are. (gasps) Oh. (laughs) That is so creepy. (laughs) There's another paranormal group that goes by prey. P period R period E period Y period. They came out and they captured five EVPs that they thought was spectacular. One of them said Beulah. So they don't know exactly who Beulah is. Mm -hmm. They thought maybe she was the stagecoach driver, but they're obviously unaware that her name was Charlotte. Another says it happens. (laughs) That's that's pretty funny. Wait, who said that? Just somebody. There's another EVP that they got. It says it happens? Yeah, it happens. (laughs) (laughs) the it happens was a high female voice and the other one was a much lower female voice that said beulah so there was two totally different voices that said those it wasn't the same female they also got three voices on a ghost box two of which was well there was two of them that i'm gonna tell you about one of them was a female that said don't leave and the other one was like a cheery old man saying good morning Aw, that's nice. Another entity that seems to be seen and heard here is an entity of an old man. Could Mm -hmm. be the same one with the EVP that said, good morning. Nobody's really sure exactly who that could be. They think that this may be one of the former owners, though. But they don't know which one. They just Mm -hmm. think they're just speculating. There's a female entity that some people think is either a former employee or maybe just a guest that likes to hang out near or in the Clark Gable room. Mm Mm-hmm. The last entity that we're going to talk about 
that supposedly haunts the Wolfric Inn is not a fun one. Not near as fun as the other ones we've talked about. This one is known as a vampire-type creature. It's primarily seen on the grounds outside, but it has been seen inside on rare occasion. It has fangs, and in most cases, blood around its mouth. Some people think that it's actually the ghost of a mentally disturbed person who chooses to be seen as a monster. Others think that it's one uh, or some type of a cryptid that maybe is like a spirit of the woods or something Mm -hmm. like that. It could be either one. Not like a wolf or anything like that, I guess. Well, I mean, I guess you would think with being the wolves Mm -hmm. around there Mm -hmm. that it would maybe fit the description, but... Primarily, people just think it looks, I think, more like an evil person. Oh. So while no one exactly is sure what it is, it doesn't really show up and disturb the guest or the employees there very often. Well, except for the one time when one guest said that the creature bit her. It's, wait a minute, you it, said he what? Oh, it, it bit, bit her. her. Yeah. I thought you said he's bitter. But no. he actually bit her. <laughs> it's by a southern accent. Oh, man. Yeah, he bit her. And there's a picture that you can find online that shows bite marks. <gasps> and it looks more, almost more like a human bite mark. Like on her neck? I don't think it was on a neck. I think it was on an arm. Oh, I can't man. remember, though. In 2018, the property manager, Andrew Schroyer, says that he heard voices. It was a lady's voice when he was there and nobody else was in the place. And he said that it sometimes hears a little girl singing and playing around. And he says that people have also seen the little girl in the window hmm. when they look up. Schroyer also said that until he took this job, that he has been a lifelong skeptic. Oh, so he's not anymore. Not anymore. The inn is now nine rooms. And oh my gosh, why did the window down? I don't know. They probably turned other parts of it into something else, like whatever. Right. You know, but. Recent guests and visitors have reported door slamming and the sound of a piano playing when no one is around. Chairs move on their own, and items disappear right off of tabletops. People often feel to claim a presence in the ballroom, children kicking balls around, and toes being played with while you're in your bed. <laughs> it's got a foot fetish. That actually is one that's the most common story there really? is uh, when people are sleeping something messing with their toes when they sleep mm. that'd be ninja around here yes it would there's also drastic temperature changes and weird smells one of uh, the smells they were talking about is is there's a woman's heavy perfume smell mm-hmm. that's right outside the clark gable room but there's also a really stinky smell sometime in the woman's parlor and they said this smell will be there for like 30 seconds and then it's gone and it'll appear somewhere else in the hotel. I wonder what the heck that smell is. I don't know. If it was a woman's bathroom, I could tell you what it was, but <laughs> is it a woman's parlor? The kitchen staff has reported seeing the same baking pan fly across the floor on several occasions. Schroyer said that he still gets goosebumps, but he doesn't feel like anything negative is there. He said he always talks to the building. Like he'll walk in and he says, good morning, Wolf Creek. And he's never surprised when something brushes against him. Oh. What if he's the voice that people are hearing when they like they hear that old man oh, saying, saying good, good morning? morning. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's him. <laughs> the Wolf Creek Inn has been pretty much successful since its beginning. 
I mean, it's been there for what 150 years basically yeah, now. Good, that's amazing. So, and you could stay there if you like, still open for business, and you can even take paranormal tours and investigations. And what they say is pretty cool. They said, We're the guests here. Yeah. It's their place when it comes to the yeah. ghosts. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's a good thing to say. I wonder if they still have the good chicken dinners. I'm sure they got good food. Like I said, I don't know what the food is. Mm-hmm. But, anyways, um, that's the story on Wolf Creek Inn. I like that a lot. What's your thoughts? Well, um, my thoughts are I would like to go visit for sure. That sounds like a wonderful place. It does. It actually does. It sounds like the property would be nice. Yeah. And, and they, I'm just so glad that they kept it up and, you know, it's still going. That's really great. And, um, and the parks department keeps it up now. So well, hopefully they keep it going because it's on the historic register now. So yeah. it would be almost impossible. But like, you know, we had a place called Doe Run Inn mm-hmm. and Otter Creek. Yes. And it was it was basically right there and taken. And the state took care of that. It was in uh-huh. Otter Creek State Park. And then when Money Crunch happened, yeah, it was gone. I know it. And that's a shame because that was a really great place. Really good place. Right. Well, it makes me happy to know that people do you know keep up with the the buildings and keep that going because you you know it's history we need to keep it alive if we can i'd like to go to the pacific northwest just because i've never been there so yeah it's supposed I to be either. beautiful up there and mm-hmm. i'd like to be able to go see it i think we should take a trip one day when we're not allowed when we are allowed to anyway so okay all right well um we have some itunes reviews that we were going to go over this week and we'd like to say thank you guys so much for your reviews they were awesome we have Mojo88, Jan Cat, BB Unicorn, Pagan Moon 7, Mom101609, and that was a nice review for Kristen and Dakota for their podcast. Thank you, sweetheart. Nerd Father, G Johnny73, and Jen Pill. Thank you guys for your really nice reviews. It means a lot to us. So that's why well, somebody mentioned, since you mentioned there was a review for Kristen Dakota. Monday mornings, her, Kristen and Dakota, they have their their little episode out that's geared for younger crowd, but it's also for adults. Mm-hmm. And it's called Hillbilly Youngins. The first episode was good. A lot of people liked it, but they really stepped it up the second episode. They, they listened to it. They said, hey, we need to have a little more energy. We need to have a little more fun with it. And you will see episode two is different than episode one mm-hmm. and it's super fun and and they're very proud of it i'm proud of it tracy's yeah, proud of it too. so if you listen to the first one and thought ah maybe it's not for me give the second one a listen i think you'll like this one yeah and we appreciate y'all doing that by the way it means a lot to them and so it's fun and good bonding time for all of us yep um and our patreons this week was tiffany aiken thank you so much honey for your support we appreciate you so much uh, if you guys have any suggestions that you want to hear or anything like that, please send us a message and we will take care of that for you. We got some rock and roll stuff coming yep, up. We sure do. You're going to like it. So, anyways, that's it for us. Uh, we appreciate it. Stay safe out there. Stay in home as much as you can. Let's just get through this all together. Yeah. And if anybody needs anything, give us a call. We'll try to make it happen. Unless it's toilet paper, we have no connections there. 
<laughs> I might be able to send you a roll or two out, but well, it whatever it takes, honey, <laughs> we will do whatever it takes. So you guys take care of each other and love one another and be safe. <laughs>